any dining set, a sofa or sectional, and don't pay a penny more than the price you see. We'll even include sales tax on every special order. Don't let tax time stress you out. Come to Moss Holders and enjoy our tax included event. That's only at Moss Holders now through April 16th. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. There's an old saying that new isn't always better. Hi, this is Brad at Prime Rate Motors, and every day you see new this and new that. Here at Prime Rate Motors, we think that the familiar faces you have seen for as many as 40 years is better. Kenny, Jim, Joel, and Brad have been here for you for decades. We know our customers, and we know this market. We are constantly looking for quality pre-owned vehicles that we know you need. We know how to make a good deal here at Prime Rate Motors Super Trailer Store at 2305 Coffin Avenue here in Sheridan. We're getting ready to tee it up. The grass is greening up, and things are happening at Kendrick Golf Course. Kendrick looks to be in great shape, and the clubhouse is prepped and ready for use. While there are a lot of new things happening, rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Golf Course Sheridan's best golf value. Whether you're an avid golfer or someone just picking up the game, Kendrick is a perfect place for you. Play this season at Kendrick Golf Course. Today isn't just another ordinary day. It's time for you to make a career change. And your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette would like you to join their team. Owner Larry Storo. Bob, you can earn up to $15 per hour. And even better is that you can work today and get paid tomorrow. We'll help you improve your career potential with benefits that include health insurance, paid vacation, tuition assistance, flexible scheduling, food discounts, and more. Apply in person today at your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. It started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real. It may be happening to you. It ended up being a lot every month. These are the voices of frustration. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio. Where does it end? This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope for millions of people. There's radio. Radio? Radio with zero down and zero per month. Radio delivers all the news, music, and entertainment you want when you want it for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connection required. Here's my card number. It's 7354. Don't speak. When you listen to a Sheridan Media radio station, you'll never need that. This is so wonderful. <laughs> yes, it is. The cure for nickel and diming syndrome. I could use a hug. <laughs> it's radio. No subscription required. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. Brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. This month-long observation gives us all a chance to bring awareness to a very serious and real problem. The U.S. military is no exception. In 2016, 14,900 members, 8,600 women, and 6,300 men reported that they were sexually assaulted. Most victims were sexually assaulted more than once, resulting in over 41,000 assaults in 2016 alone. One over one in four women and one in three men were assaulted by someone in their chain of command. 
And these numbers, folks, were just the reported cases. How many went unreported? How many victims were manipulated, intimidated, bullied, or threatened to remain silent? Joining me this morning to talk about Sexual Assault Awareness Month observation by the Sheridan VA Healthcare System is Public Affairs Officer for the VA Healthcare System and fellow veteran Christina Miller. We are also joined by VA Military Sexual Trauma Coordinator, Misty Bybee. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning, Floyd. Now, uh, a tough subject, to say the least. Christina, uh, uh, how tough is this to talk about? You know, it's... um it is hard. I mean, you know, unlike Misty, who this is her job, is tackling this tough topic with veterans directly. Um, you know, I I uh, am not exempt of knowing people from when I was in service who were assaulted. And it's, um, you know, you feel very helpless as a uh, a friend sometimes, not knowing what to say, what to do. And so... The things that I've learned by being here, um, I, I wish I had known then, for, certainly, yeah. um, to be able to offer some kind of support or, more importantly, make sure they get help. Because oftentimes, as you know, when we're in the military, we, we don't want to ask for help, whether it's about this or something else. Very difficult if uh, your assaulter is in your chain of command as well, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, and uh, and I, I had I know of one case of that too. And um, you know, do you do you just accept that in a few years one or one of you is going to transfer, and uh, then you'll be you know away from that person, knowing that they may continue those actions um, at their next command? Um, it, it's it's a very real thing that I've I've seen and experienced, and it's it's tough because. Um, especially for junior individuals, you know, do you know what do you do, and can you just get through it instead of bringing it up to um, somebody who can help? And that's it's a tough thing. And um, you know, a lot of um, Misty's talked about before of uh, the ramifications of holding it in, and um, that's what we don't want. Misty. First, welcome to the show. Um, this is a tough uh, subject to talk about, um, especially amongst, uh, you know, our brothers and our sisters out there. What is the difference between sexual violence, sexual assault, rape, and sexual harassment? So I, I would say that's the, the level of... Um violation that happens like sexual harassment is how I conceptualize that is more verbal whereas a sexual assault is something that that happens physically to somebody what about sexual um, violence when, when, uh, what about sexual violence so yeah. I would consider that I mean I would say it's all bad like you know it's a violation of one's rights and um, it creates a sense of unsafety and especially, like, when we look at military sexual trauma, we uh, it's important for people to feel safe. People go into the military with the idea that 
they are serving with their brothers and sisters in arms and that and that those people are supposed to have their back and so when they are when they experience disrespect or a violation whether that's comments about their sexual activities or about their bodies or um or even unwanted sexual gestures um, that that shows disrespect and then of course it escalates from there um, and I, I wanted to piggyback a little bit uh, from what Christina shared. Um, as, the, as the military sexual trauma coordinator, I hear often about people's experiences in the military, and, and it's really common for people not to report sexual trauma while serving in the military, and, and there's a lot of reasons why. Um, Christina mentioned one of those is because you may be serving with somebody that um, is uh, – is sexually violating you in some way, and and sometimes when people report, they're not um, nothing like no action is taken, or they're or they're not believed, or it could have negative repercussions for them in ter- in terms of their own career or career advancement, and um, in some cases it could be somebody in leadership who who is um, being the perpetrator, and so it gets really dicey. Um, for folks, and and that also, in terms of outcomes, um, oftentimes military sexual trauma is even more, it creates like a more complex um, trauma outcome in the end in terms of of complex PTSD because it's almost, uh, it it could almost be comparable to um, like having like a childhood sexual trauma like in terms of incest because the military structure acts as like a family structure. And, and one that's not easily left, uh, same as, like, if a child were experiencing a trauma, uh, again, a family structure, there's a clear hierarchy and a, a system that's not easily left. And a, a, a major loss of trust in, in a fraternity that we've all sworn to protect and be loyal to. Um, you know, we, when we take that oath, we think everyone else is taking it in the same regard as we do, and that's not always true. Uh, it's very tough to to try and, and and break down those those beliefs, and it can be that itself can be traumatizing. Um, yeah, well, nobody signs the dotted line thinking that they're signing up to be sexually abused. Like they're going in with this idea of protecting our country and standing up for the beliefs that we hold dear. Now, does the military still offer education and training for service members and contract employees on sexual violence issues and uh, how to properly conduct yourself in a professional office environment? I think, you know, when people think about the military, a lot of them don't think about the office setting. They think about our, our, our guys and gals out in the field, on the ship, on the front lines, but there is a lot of work going on. To support those individuals within an office setting, and uh, a, a lot of harassment and things like that take place there. Are we still using sharps training? So, Floyd, I'm not familiar with that term. I know that um, when I went in, we were, um, and I, my role as a journalist was certainly different than many others who were um, going to be out in the field somewhere. Um, but it was even then it was an important part of the training, even um, until I got out in uh, active duty in 2007. So 
Um, as you know, in the media, we unfortunately hear of, of cases um, where there's um, there are issues, but I think I think the military um, had to. I mean, it was required to amp up its training and the ramifications. You know, of course, being in the Navy, tail hook was something that was talked about when I went in because that was before um, before I started. But that was that was all about that um, harassment and assaults and um, in the aviation community. So it, it was very much um, – and the, the problem was at the time that the Navy tried to cover it up, which is never good. Um, and so – it was very much a uh, spotlighted topic, even when I went in in the uh, mid '90s. Which is always kind of uh, heartbreaking um, when when the military tries to cover th- these types of incidents up. And unfortunately, uh, you know, you can. There are some that argue. There's plenty of evidence to say that they're still doing it today. Misty, how do we treat? such sensitive sexual trauma? So um, I, I will say that the VA has some really great treatment modalities, and I, I feel really fortunate to be a part of the VA because of the, the training that we receive for PTSD. Now, not everybody that experiences a sexual trauma will develop PTSD, but, um, but, the, but the likelihood is pretty high that that could be an outcome. So some different treatment options that we offer is uh, prolonged exposure is one um, treatment option. Another is cognitive processing therapy, and the other is uh, EMDR, eye movement uh, desensitization reprocessing. We have a lot of clinicians up here um, at the VA who are trained in those modalities and who are able to um, help veterans come to terms. Uh, with the trauma and and hopefully move on to have a, a full and meaningful life. Now, Misty, if these events took place 10, 20, or 30 years ago, they can manifest themselves at any moment. Uh, they're very like PTSD in that. Will this VA still be able to help me if these things took place in the 80s? Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And and I want to say for some veterans, it takes them a while to come forth. And, and if there are veterans listening, I really want to extend an invitation to you that if you have experienced a, a military sexual trauma, to please, like, let us know, let us help you. Let us know about it and, um, and know that you're not alone. Um, uh, this happens to, most, to both men and women. This isn't just a women's issue. And um, and it doesn't matter how long ago the trauma happened, um, the treatment is available, and and we want to help you um, have the best life that you can have. These assaulters, um, they they have especially in the military, an authority over so many of their victims, a manipulation uh, that convince them that they're, they're almost all-powerful and that they can't come forward or they will destroy their career or they'll destroy them and that they should be ashamed and not the assaulter. Uh, a lot of people can hang on to that for decades. Uh, as you just heard Misty say, if you're one of them, you can get help today. Misty. Well, and, and uh, oh, sorry. 
I was just going to ask you, uh, how can a survivor of military sexual trauma get help today? So I I would say have them call the VA. Um, And if they're not enrolled, meet with um, our eligibility folks and get enrolled. And if they do want services to... um, to talk to their their, their provider, um, or they can even call over to and ask for mental health and ask uh, to get scheduled for an intake. Um, and um, for people who have experienced a, a sexual a military sexual trauma, uh, the care that is provided is offered free of charge for anything related. So that could even be like for physical health, like if there there are physical damages. Um, as a result of the trauma, that's something that would be covered as well as mental health um, and, and prescriptions, um, anything related to the MST experience. So, and, and Floyd, if it's okay, I want to talk to you a little bit about what we're doing um, in the community to not only raise awareness about um, not just military sexual trauma, but sexual um, trauma in general um, through the event that we're hosting at the YMCA. Uh, would, would would now be an okay time for me to, to talk yeah, about Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you guys have a couple of events coming up. Um, now, we did have we had the Advocacy and Resource Center. They were in here just uh, before the turn of the month, and they told us about Denim Day. Uh, can you remind us of what Denim Day is and where it developed, and then we'll talk about the community event. Sure. So Denim Day actually, so it takes place the last Wednesday of April, and people are encouraged to wear denim to combat victim blaming and to educate others about sexual violence. So the day, so the day originated um, uh, following a high-profile Italian rape trial. Excuse me, where a survivor was blamed for her rape because of the type of jeans that she was wearing. So as a way of solidarity and protest. Uh, individuals are encouraged to wear denim to combat the idea that rape and sexual violence are the result or responsibility of survivors. Now, the community event coming up, we believe you and we believe in you, survivors among us. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so that event is on April 23rd at the YMCA. It's going to run from... 10 o'clock in the morning to 1 in the afternoon. And uh, and during that time, we will have two food trucks available. I, I'm just mentioning food because who doesn't love food? We have Mario's Tacos, who's going to be there, and we also have Kurtz of Wyoming. We're really grateful to have them coming and supporting the event. Um, in Gym 1, we're going to have um, some some different community partners um, who, uh, who may be people that could be supports or, or help. Um, if somebody has experienced a sexual trauma. And we'll also have a bedazzling gene station to represent Denim Day, as well as a clothesline project, uh, which is another um, another way for people to speak out against sexual violence. So that's in Gym 1. And then in the Mind Body Center at the YMCA, we have different breakout activities that support healing from sexual trauma. So included in that, we have yoga, which is known to um, help people reconnect to their body after a sexual trauma. It's also very well research-based in terms of um, improving, um, like, symptoms of anxiety and depression. So in addition to that, we have a poetry jam against sexual violence where people will have an opportunity to speak out against sexual violence. 
We have a uh, music therapy. What that's going to look like is a drumming circle, which uh, gives people an opportunity to come together in um, shared movement and uh, a place where people can um, heal in that way by doing a shared activity. And then lastly, we have meditation. So um, the different breakouts uh, will be happening throughout the day. And um, we invite people to come. This is a family-friendly event and just an opportunity for people to come together. It's not not just for people who are sexual assault survivors, but also those who want to say, hey, this isn't okay, and and we want to just show our presence saying um, that we support, we support um, people who have gone through um, the sexual assault. And, and that we also want to create a culture here in Sheridan that supports safety. And that creation of the culture, um, I have a question in regard to shame. Because a lot of victims have been shamed to the point where they don't want to speak up, to the point where they don't want to come out and talk about it. What are some things that victims can do or think about, maybe change a perception of the situation to overcome this sense of shame that has been placed upon them by their victimizer, by the person who assaulted them or harassed them or, or made them feel this lifelong shame. What are some things that they can do? You know, one of the things that I do in um, one of the groups that I run for military sexual trauma is we do a responsibility pie. And in that, we take a look at um, who, like, kind of who really is responsible for what happened. And, and people who go through a trauma, they don't choose their trauma. Like, that that wasn't, nobody says, hey, I want to be sexually assaulted today. Um, and so recognizing that, um the responsibility of the perpetrator and really trying to help people, really having the discussion, helping people understand that it's not their fault. Um, if somebody goes through a sexual assault, it is not their fault. And if people, you know, even when people respond, if people respond in a way that is unsupportive, um, helping people know that it's probably more about the, the person responding being uncomfortable uh, rather than it is honestly about the survivor and what he or she did or didn't do. And and Floyd, if I could add on to that, um, to be honest, that's one of the reasons I, I was so excited when one of our clinicians came up with the title of this event of the We Believe You and We Believe In You, because that spoke to so many levels of um, you know, believing that that trauma happened and believing that you can get through it. To me, that's the we believe in you. You can get through it, um, and it's okay to ask for help to do that. Now, real quick, uh, Misty, what is the Clothesline Project? You touched on that a little bit uh, a minute ago. What is that? Yeah, so the Clothesline Project started in 1990 when a coalition of women's groups, uh, of a women's group in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, highlighted the statistic that showed that, according to the Men's Rape Prevention Project in Washington, D.C., uh, 58,000 soldiers died in the Vietnam War. And during that same period of time, 51,000 women were killed mostly by men who supposedly loved them. 
So one of the women in the coalition proposed the concept of using shirts, like by hanging a clothesline, as the vehicle for raising awareness about the issue. The idea of using a clothesline was considered since, uh, like at that time, doing laundry was considered women's work. Uh, and in the days of close-knit neighborhoods, women often exchanged information over backyard fences while they were hanging their clothes out to dry. So the connection was pretty simple. Let each woman tell her story in her own unique way using words and or artwork to decorate her shirt. Um, the clothesline project is both like a, an educational tool and a healing tool. And by, so by hanging the shirt on the line, survivors, friends, and family can see the impact of trauma and allows those who are suffering in silence to know that they're not alone. Um, and while I say this was started by women, I also want to also recognize that sexual assault happens to men too. This is not just a women's issue. So what are we doing? Are we doing anything up at the VA uh, with a clothesline? Are we going to be putting shirts out? Uh, so what we're doing at the VA is a uh, we're, we're actually doing a bedazzling jeans station up at the VA, and that's going to be on April 13th from 12 to 4 p.m. in the auditorium. So um, our hope here is by doing the jean bedazzling is that we can combat uh, victim blaming, um, through education about sexual violence. So um, that's something that we are doing. This is available for veterans and um, it's for, for veterans to come up and um, participate in this event. So the Denim Day at the VA is not a public event, but, but it's for veterans only. The event at the YMCA is for the community at large, which again is family friendly. Okay, now when is the one at the uh, YMCA taking place? One more time. That's on April 23rd. Uh, it starts at 10 o'clock, and it will go through 1 o'clock. And our event happening up at the VA? That's on um, April 13th from 12 to 4 in the auditorium. Kristen, is there any place I can go and find some more information on all of this? Um, yeah, the um, on our Facebook page, uh, we have Facebook and Instagram with information about the public event. Um, and so if you do use Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Sheridan V-A-M-C. Um, and then same for Instagram, it's the handle is Sheridan V-A-M-C. So that'll be for the public event at the Y on the 23rd. Now... I don't expect either one of you to answer for them or really know uh, what's happening up there at this level. But do either one of you know of anything that the DOD could be doing to, to stop this? To, I mean, do you know if they're giving classes? Do you know if they're, they're continuing ongoing training? Uh, to remind folks. So, Floyd. Go ahead. You know, I um, so I certainly can't speak for DOD, but before I came here, I did work as a civilian for the Navy, and um, and so I worked around active duty sailors all the time. I was part of a military command, and um, it was definitely an important part of the training. Even then, in fact, um, there was an effort um, that there was an interesting focus at that time on bystander intervention, which I thought was amazing.
because so many times, um, and I'm sure you've seen this, you've, you've been out with buddies and you'll be out somewhere as a group and there will be some things that don't look right um, maybe amongst your peers and you don't know whether to interject or not. And so there was a big push, at least in the Navy, I'm, I'm guessing the other services as well, to really embrace the idea that um, bystanders needed to intervene and be the reason that we're, we don't have, you know, the sexual assaults because somebody stood up and said something. And, said, and, um, and so that was really powerful to me, that shift in idea that um, there's, there is that prevention potential, but it takes individuals stepping up, in, um, especially if it's in a situation where there's a, a gathering of people. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, I, I really believe that there needs to be a cultural shift as well. The shame needs to go where the shame needs to be, and that is on the abuser and in no way on the victim. Ladies, I want to thank you very much for joining us this morning and talking about this very tough issue uh, and answering some tough questions. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having us, and um We look forward to seeing you at our events. Thanks, Lloyd. Thank you. All right, when we return, we're going to continue with the Sheridan VA healthcare system. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. We hate unnecessary fees. At First Federal Bank and Trust, we offer local cash management services to save you time and money. We're here to help local businesses succeed, not make money from fees. Costs are on the rise, and just like shopping for insurance, your current cash management services could use a review. Contact Kim Wells and learn how First Federal's business products and services benefit you. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Be sure to watch for the Blodorn Lumber Sale Flyer and this week's Country Bounty. On sale, you'll find an assortment of Milwaukee tools for inside and out. Vinyl and wood screen doors, Benjamin Moore paint, and many products to get your lawn looking its best. Check out the Blodorn Lumber Sheridan Sale Flyer in this week's Country Bounty. Or find it online at SheridanMedia.com. Blodorn Lumber, serving Sheridan since 1957. Don't forget, the last day to file your tax return this year is Monday, April 18th. Don't worry if you haven't filed yours yet, there's still time. Hi, I'm Barb Hodson at your local family-owned H&R Block office. We can still help you get your taxes filed by April 18th. But don't wait. Stop by and see us at 1307 Coffee or give us a call at 672-9787. The spring shooting sale is happening now at Sportsman's Warehouse. Look for the sale flyer in this week's Country Bounty. Savings on a huge selection of compound bows, pistols, rifles, and ammo. Save 20% on hearing protection, shooting glasses, and dog training bumpers. Markdowns on field equipment and clothing, and a lot more. Check it all out in their sale flyer in the Country Bounty. Sportsman's Warehouse. Guaranteed best prices or they'll beat it. Open seven days a week in Sheridan. April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and for the past two years, 
CASA volunteers across Sheridan and Johnson County have remained committed throughout the COVID-19 pandemic to providing best interest advocacy for children who have experienced abuse or neglect. Compass Center for Families and our CASA volunteers support children and families involved in the foster care system by working with child welfare teams to find necessary resources that will improve outcomes. Child abuse prevention includes the availability of and access to resources. CASA volunteers identify resources for children and their families to help strengthen families and prevent crises before they occur. Unfortunately, we do not have enough CASA volunteers for every child who needs one. Learn more about becoming a CASA volunteer in Johnson or Sheridan County. Please contact Compass Center for Families at 675-CASA. Together, we can make a difference in the life of a child. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Elias and Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting for the second part of our show. I am joined by Sheridan VA Healthcare System Public Affairs Specialist, Cherish Thompson, and Community Engagement Lead, Eric Vilhauer. I got that name right, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Oh, that's fantastic to hear, Eric. Uh, now, now... First off, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> Eric, this is the first time I've had you, right? Yes, sir. Now, uh, what exactly uh, is a community engagement lead? And, and we'll get in to uh, what you're really looking for. But uh, first, what exactly is your job? So formerly, it used to be the volunteer services program manager. And uh, now what I do is not only in my charge of the volunteer program up at the VA, but I also engage the community in anything that has to do with the, you know, for instance, I'm me, myself, the director and the chaplains are the only ones that can go out and um, ask for donations, uh, things like that. So uh, the VA has kind of rebranded the volunteer program so to encompass the engagement of, of the community through the VA with the VA. So I'll go and talk to the American Legion or um, Daughters of the War 1812, uh, different things like that. Go to um, – we just recently been going a lot to the Chamber of Commerce type things. So it, that's essentially my job is to connect the VA with the community. Has that uh, ever proven difficult in the past or is this – I think at some point, and I think that's why they rebranded it, I think it was difficult in the years past, you know, bad reputation with the VA, that kind of thing. And I think that they wanted to rebrand and have somebody that was dedicated to talking to the community about the VA. Um, and, you know, and through volunteerism, you know, getting the community to come and, and help uh, with the veterans. And bureaucracy is, is so tough for everyone. Um, and uh, if you're a veteran out there, you know that the VA certainly comes with its uh, fair share of red tape and bureaucracy that is uh, a little tough to get past. Now, we also have a very important year. The Sheridan VA Medical Center. This, Cherish, why is this such a big year? Well, in um, 1898, when we were a fort, we had um, the the fort turn turn over after years of being a fort. The need wasn't there anymore. The you know the war was over, and in the um, early twenties they saw a need um, 
the fort was going to be abandoned and we had this beautiful property and it was kind of up for grabs, so to speak. And um, there were some smart people out there that realized that there were people coming back from the World War One and had issues that they couldn't really be understood or dealt with in the community and needed special care. And so we are celebrating 100 years actually serving veterans and their special needs that come with having served and having battle scars of all kinds, both physical and mental. And, and World War I, wow, really changed uh, a lot of things. And that, that was one of them that I remember was such a, a critical point in veteran history. World War I and those who came home really did uh, so much to try. And, and look, you've gone and you served your country. There are certain things that you deserve when you get home after that, especially health care. Uh, and, and, and even though it wasn't as big of a deal then, now that we realize mental health care is just as vital. And uh, do, you, do you happen to remember what the injury was that was treated the most after World War I? Was it, uh, I think they called it shell shock back then. But it's pretty much uh, basically PTSD, PTSD today. They just trauma. didn't have a finger on what it was. I mean, if you think about what it was like back in that time and, and polite society and maybe not being as exposed to the violence of war as we as they had seen out there, you know, and then just as they do today, you know, veterans come back and they have their stories and they have them close hold and they're inside and they're not speaking about them and talking about them because they don't want to put that on their families or, you know, they just kind of like, yes, I went through something and they kind of hunker down and they tell more of the good old boy stories, the camaraderie yeah. and the and the companionship that they felt. The things that they really want to remember more, mm-hmm. laughing with their friends. I, I, I will say, uh, and, and I've had some good laughs, <laughs> uh, but I, I used to laugh around those guys and girls like... I've never laughed since. Um, it is something special, and it's in your blood, and it's in your chest for the rest of your life. And so, but but the way society was back then, and I'm glad that you really pointed that out, polite society. We don't talk about that kind of stuff. We don't address this. You know, uh, uh, the former segment talking about sexual assault. Oh, absolute taboo. We do not discuss these things, let alone some of the, the horrors that uh, these gentlemen saw in World War One on the front lines in those trenches, um, and and you know what was media then? A newspaper, mm-hmm. an etching, an idea of something. You know, maybe you could read about it in a book, but that was the most. The majority of the world was exposed to that level of warfare, and so I think uh, the rest of the world really had a, a difficult time understanding what these poor individuals were even. You know, it just the concept of it was lost on people. Uh, so it, it, it's great to know that we are going to be doing a little bit of celebrating this year. Yeah. Uh, now, can you tell me what we're going to be doing? Well, we are just kind of excited, as everyone else. We want, <laughs> we would like to say goodbye to COVID and be done with it. We're still cautiously optimistic that we'll be able to go forth but um we want to invite the public back to campus and just say hi you know we have a very cool views out here of the mountains this is part of why we make 
why it makes such a great mental health facility is that you're there in a serene environment. We have nature. We got the turkeys. We got the deer. We have horses and cattle that come right up to the fence. So it's just a very serene and wonderful place to be. We want to share that with our community and do some family-friendly activities, explore our history, kind of see where we've been, but also look at where we are now and what we have to offer, but also have some fun stuff for the kids and hopefully some food and stuff just to have a really great day and just be like, we've come through this and this is where we are now. When's that going to be taking place? That'll be June 11th. It's a Saturday. Uh, We just wanted to really be able to have both the employees on campus and their families and employees past and present be able to come up and take part in this event. And we knew, you know, there's a workforce out there and some people aren't going to be able to come. We wanted as many people that wanted to come and um, take part, be able to. So, All right. I got to take another quick commercial break. When we return, we're going to continue with our Sheridan VA healthcare system. This is Public Pulse on 930K early at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. What is your business worth? Have you considered buying or selling a business? Our certified valuation professionals at Harker Mellinger can help you determine the proper values in gifting, estate planning, and the purchase or sale of your business. This is Alicia Cox. Harker Mellinger has been providing professional valuation services for Sheridan area businesses since 1995. Schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you. Harker Mellinger, 672-0785. Even minor pain is telling you something's not right, and early detection is the best path to relief. Make a call to Dr. Colin Hardy of Atlas Chiropractic. Not only can he alleviate your pain, but also reduce physical stress and boost and maintain proper immune system function. Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. Logan, it's 2022 and I'm an eager beaver to buy a house, but I can't find anything. Don't worry, Craig. I've got good news that'll put you over the moon. What's that? The real estate forecast for 2022 expects listings to rise just like last year. That makes me smile from ear to ear, but prices are so high. With interest rates this low, it might be much more affordable than you think to buy a higher priced home. All this good news makes me feel like a dog with two tails. If you're in the market for a new home, call the best real estate team at 675-BEST or visit us at bestwy.net. Brokered by EXP. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting. And if you didn't know, we stream live on our Facebook. Jump on there. Check it out. Put a face to the voice. For the second part of the show, I am joined by Sheridan VA Healthcare System Public Affairs Specialist, Cheris Thompson, and Community Engagement Lead, Eric Vielhauer. Now, Eric, you were talking a little bit about volunteers. Um, I, and for me, uh, offline, we were talking about how, you know, as a veteran, Sheridan VA Healthcare System has really been a big part of my Sheridan experience. But there are people who were born here, grew up here, 
probably never laid eyes on the Sheridan VA. Uh, but you're looking for volunteers for those folks who, who may want to go up and give some time. Yes, what do you got? Yes, yes, we, yes, we are. Um, you know, it's very true. I, I grew up here in Sheridan. I was born here, and I retired from the military. I didn't know we had a VA here. I did not know that growing up. And uh, I, when I first came back, started going to the VA, and I didn't even know how extensive, how big it is up there. And we need volunteers in all kinds of different uh, capacities. Uh, for instance, um, we uh, have a wellness center for the veterans up there where they can uh, use the gym equipment. But right now we only have it open for a little bit of time each day, about an hour and a half, because we don't have volunteers to man it. We had volunteers in there to man it. Um, just make sure that the equipment's safe and you know clean that kind of thing. Then we could have it op- have it open for four or five hours a day. Uh, we have a, a red coat um, job also. It's an ambassador where um, you may greet veterans that f- first come in the door. You might wheelchair them to a uh, to an appointment somewhere in the in the hospital because of course the grounds is pretty extensive. It's a large area. It's a it's a little tough to navigate, it, especially it when you've got one office in that thing that you've got to go visit and you don't know the number. This is completely true. Yeah, well, people frequently get lost. So um, so we have a red coat ambassador. Uh, we also have uh, a clothing room um, that uh, extensive clothing room that we just expanded. We just doubled in size, and uh, the clothes are for veterans in need. Uh, any veteran can come up. They don't have to be just a, a, a patient up at our hospital, but any veteran can come up and check the clothing room out. But we also need assistance in there as we get donations in. We've got to get their clothes cleaned, and then we, we tag them, put them up, put sizes on them, organize, that kind of thing. A lot of work goes into that. And then uh, chapel assistance on Sundays, we, we need volunteers to help wheelchair the, uh, our uh, community living center uh, veterans down to the chapel for services. Uh, and then we also have care ambassadors where you go also on the CLCs, the community living centers, where you might visit with one of the veterans, you know, whether it's play cards, play chess or something with them, or just tell a story or let them tell you a story, which is great. They, these guys love telling their stories of their military life, and um, and anybody that listen, they'll tell them. So those are just a few of the opportunities. That well, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing, Eric. How does somebody get a hold of you to help out with this amazing cause? Yeah, um, so my number, my direct number I will give is 307-672-3226, I'm sorry. Um, And just get a hold of me, and um, I will get the right paperwork to the individual to volunteer. Um, It's just it's probably 10 minutes worth of paperwork, and uh, they do a background check um, to make sure that, you know, everything's kosher. And you can – and I have – we have probably 20 different jobs up there. Oh, that's amazing. And I can sit and talk with you, and we can find which one best suits oh, me. Oh, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want you to come up. I mean, you're volunteering your time. I'm not going to sit there and tell you, well, I need you to do this. You pick out the job you want that best suits you, that you think you'll have more fun at. You know, obviously, if you're doing up there and you're having fun doing what you're doing, then you're going to volunteer more time for us. You want to do it out. more. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. That makes now, sense. Cherish, before I head up there, though, there is something that we need to know about uh, the Sheridan VA. Yes, um, we do still have our station out front where there is a checkpoint just to double-check our COVID uh, symptoms, make sure that we're not bringing something onto the station, but also you need to be vaccinated as a volunteer or employee. That is mandated, and that is why we're having a hard time with um, getting veterans as 
you know, we're in Wyoming, but we are still held as a uh, federal government agency to be vaccinating and do what we can do to protect our veterans that live up on station. And they, and so we would like the people that are coming in contact with our veterans to be protecting themselves. To protect Fully them. vaccinated up to date. Uh, it's in my opinion, it is not too much to ask. Uh, give yourself a little bit of free time, head on up there, volunteer doing a job that you will probably fall in love with and, uh, and, and spend some time with someone who, who greatly deserves it. Now, um, Cherish, one more time, can you tell me uh, what you're looking for in the community? Yes, um, I'm a transplant to Sheridan from out of town. Love Wyoming, love what Wyoming stands for. Don't want to change a thing, just putting it out there. <laughs> I love Wyoming. Um, but I also don't know what I don't know. And what I'm looking for is those retired employees and former employees, maybe children of former employees that got to live on station and have some stories about what it was like, uh, what kind of things happened back then if they were a healthcare provider on station and there's a gadget that's out of date. You know, I don't know that we have anybody left from the leeching times. Or whatever, you know, I mean, what were we doing back then compared to what we're doing now? And that's the stuff that would be fun to capture. We have a great historian up on campus, um, Tom Hatch, and Cynthia Vinoy has spoken to him on, you know, and has a great article from last week and shared in media to learn more about our hundred year. But uh, we also just need the people that were here. You know, what was it like back then? What did, what did it feel like to be on campus? How, what was it like before COVID? Yeah. Remind us. <laughs> right. Remind us we there's need, a good story to tell. We need the happier times of leeching. <laughs> yes, yes. <right. laughs> we need the happier, happier leeching time. <laughs> All right, Eric, one more time. I want to volunteer my time, my services. How do I do it? Okay, so you can get a hold of me, uh, 307-675. 3226 or um, actually you can even call the operator up at the VA and uh, have them connect you to the CDCE office and um, we'll get you set up. I'll get an email, get the paperwork out to the individual, to you, and uh, we'll go from there. Now, real quick, Cherish, who, where do I send those stories? Uh, Cherish Thompson, so C-H-E-R-I-S-H dot Thompson, T-H-O-M. S-O-N at VA.gov. But also, if you want to come help sort through some of those historic pictures and say, who's that guy? I would love, yeah, right? We, <laughs> we really need some identification. Too. Yeah. Cherish, Eric, thank you both so much for coming on the show today. I greatly appreciate you both, what you do, and your service to our brothers and sisters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. There it is. at Captain Clean, and we offer free HVAC cleaning estimates. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, 25 to 40 percent of the energy used for heating or cooling a home is wasted. Contaminants in your HVAC system cause it to work harder and shorten the life of your system. 
Call for your free estimate and start saving money today by making your system more cost-effective and reducing how hard it has to work to maintain your home's temperature. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. Time is speeding away, and tax time is just around the corner. But don't worry, Cloud Peak Accounting is there to help. They've made your tax experience easier by streamlining their process with new technology and procedures to give you a faster turnaround time for your taxes, and therefore less stress for you. Let Cloud Peak Accounting show you how fast it can be to get your taxes done. After all, sometimes speed matters. Visit cloudpeakcpa.com. Today isn't just another ordinary day. It's time for you to make a career change. And your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette would like you to join their team. Owner Larry Storrow. Bob, you can earn up to $15 per hour. And even better is that you can work today and get paid tomorrow. We'll help you improve your career potential with benefits that include health insurance, paid vacation, tuition assistance, flexible scheduling, food discounts, and more. Apply in person today at your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about 606 TW Road in Buffalo, Wyoming, a large shop with an attached two-bedroom home on 61 acres. Office area could be made into a mother-in-law apartment. The attached home with an open floor plan with hickory wood cabinets, formica countertops, and covered outdoor patio area. Call me, Christy Kinghorn, today. Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Have you heard? Vacutech is now hiring assemblers, welders, design drafters, engineers, and more with great opportunities for advancement. Working at Vacutech is much more than a job. It's a career. Vacutech offers excellent benefits, including comprehensive health, dental, and vision coverage, matching 401K and paid time off, and referral bonuses, not to mention top-notch compensation. For more information and to apply, visit Vacutech's Open Opportunities page on their website. Volunteers of America is excited to announce the Empty Bowl event is back. Join us at the Sheridan Fairgrounds on April 28th from 5 to 6.30 for great soups, live music, and family-friendly fun. Your ticket purchase provides important services for our neighbors in need. Tickets are available now online at voanr.org backslash Empty Bowl. This event is supported in part by Sheridan Media. From Jill Bates in the Best Team Studio, brokered by EXP, News Talk 930. K-R-O-B. 